Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Galaxy Finance. Call them on 1300 91 7740. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, The Enemy Within, The Joe Williams Story, Part 2. Previously, we spoke the early years and his relationship with the legendary Arthur Beetson, being a second generation footballer and the pressures that come with it. The story continues. So you've lived your childhood dream and you're playing in RL football. Most would say you've got everything, the greatest life ever. But you're a young country kid with some demons who is genuinely living two lives. Is yeah. that a fair assessment? Oh, man, there's, there's more than two lives too, right? And yeah. and what a lot of people, like there's, there's, the, there's the sport, there's the, the, the joker face you've got or the poker face you've got when you're playing sport or yep. when you're out in front of the media yep. and when, when you have to hold the – you can't show any signs of weakness. Mm. And then you're at home as, as a young dad and you've got that face as well. Mm. And then and then you're a young Aboriginal boy who's too black to be white and too white to be black. Mm. Like I, I didn't fit in either world. So – so and, and, and I'm, I'm – not that I was ever shied away from – we always knew that we were Aboriginal and all that, but yeah. – but, I didn't know what it was. What it felt. I didn't do the the, the Aboriginal practice. What okay. What they what was inverted commas. What the real ones did. You know, I di- I didn't know who I was. So there was many faces to who I was, all battling behind those closed doors. So behind the closed doors, you genuinely had no idea who you were, mate. I, well, I thought I was a footy player. Yeah. But then I had to be a, a role model. Mm. And then I had to be an Aboriginal man who was a role model. And then I had to be. A dad, and then like I was just—I know that this will relate to a, to a hell of a lot of people, yeah. Because there, there are—it's that false pretense of who we're supposed to be, yep. But we're not ourselves. As I said, everything that I did, I was always authentic in what I did, mm. but I didn't know who I was. An obvious question, Joe. Here is in terms of rugby league—you're drinking and you're taking drugs. How do you avoid detection, or how did you? I'm not going to throw anyone else under the bus here. But yeah, there was uh, there was ways around it. You know, um, swapping tests. Well, not 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 as much as swapping tests, but you know, in the again, I'm, I've got to be very choosy of, of what I say and yeah. how I say it. But um, you know, there's 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 relationships that you have and you build with 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 people in and around the club and. Uh, when it comes to drug testing days, um, there will be players that uh, put their hand up to say that they'll do it so other players don't have to. That's the nicest way of putting it. That's, That's the nicest it, way of putting it, yeah. you know. Um, but again, like, and again, this is, you know, this is my story and not anyone else's story. Yep. Um, I'm not going to throw anyone else under the bus here because that's not what I'm about. But um, there's ways around it and, and I did see and was involved in ways around it. You would like to think that where the game is in 2020, 2021, that we as a game are more thorough than that now? You'd like I think to think so. it's improved? I think so. We, like, when you look at the turn of 
they say the turn of the decade and those sort of things, but you look at the turn of, I look at it as the turn of playing footy and then real athleticism yep. with, with the way the game was. And that was, that was very much when I was at South. Yeah. Like, like we were first grade footy players mm. and we were treated like first grade footy players. Don't get me wrong. And, and when we went out, we were treated like first grade footy mm. players. But then when that professionalism, well, I, 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 the, the more we were treated like athletes rather than footballers was in that 2007 season yep. when, you know, and it, it had a lot to do with change of staff, the changing of the guard, but also the changing of the club ownership. Yep. Was when Russell came in and, 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 and it was more focus on nutrition and more focus on the science of how we trained. Um, and instead of just, you know, flogging the body into the ground, there was, yeah. there was, there was like really astute testing as to how we did it. Uh, so I think results changed with that. Yeah, so much changed over Super League in the late 90s in terms of professionalism around the game. But it was the decade later, professionalism around the athlete, I thought, that changed. And that was a period that you played in. There were huge advances. Well, you only have a look at the players. Like, yes. there, there isn't – you look at the, you, look at the um, uh, you know, some of the front rowers – aren't built like some of the front rowers today. That's right. You know, and that's just the athleticism and the speed mm. and the adaption of the game. Um, so when you – I played in those eras, mm. you know, when it, when it went from being – it was professional, don't get me wrong, um, but it wasn't – the athleticism changed, without doubt, in my eyes. Joe, 49 game career, South Penrith, Canterbury. What's the highlight or highlights as we sit here in 2021? Uh, there's 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 probably a few games, a mm-hmm. uh, few games that that I play. I remember I remember um, a game in 2007 when it was if South won they made the semis. Yes, at Leichhardt Leichhardt Oval, uh, we we're playing West Tigers, and it was like if we win today we're in the semis. This is the first time in 20 odd years yeah. that South are in the semis, you know. And Leichhardt was packed. I think it's still one of the one of the record holding, you know, people were like we come up there in the bus and you know what it's how how skinny the streets are in Leichhardt. So we're in we're in a bus and there were people like lined up at the gates 150 meters up the street. Wow. And I was just going, "Holy shit. Yeah. This is real." Right? And then I, I, I remember coming in at half time. I come in at half time and I said to Mark Ellison, who was our assistant coach at the time, I said, Ello, I just can't get into the game, mate. And he goes, just be patient, Joe. You're right. Don't look for it. It'll come to you. If you stick to the process, it'll come to you. And then I went out in the second half and it was like, you know those games where you, where you, where you get players and, and – I, I'm thankful that I had this game because it's the, the the main game that I remember as yeah. a as a player. But it's one of those games that everything you do just just turns to gold. It worked. It works. Yeah, like the bounce went your way and the dummy you threw it opened up and things like that. But then looking back at the tape, I was I lucky. I, I got man of the match that day and and kicked a bag full of goals yeah. and a field goal and that. Um, and in front of a record crowd, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and I I remember it and. And I, I looked back at the tape and I went, mate, 
I put Dean Witters through on the left-hand edge yep. in the first five or six minutes, which put me on the positive front foot of the game. And then I went in at halftime. So, that, again, that talks to the negative dialogue inside yeah. my head. It was telling me, you're going shit today, Joe. But I was like, I was, I was going well from yeah. the opening bounce. And, and, and Dad rang me after the game. He goes, ah, oh, you won. Good. You know, it was, must have been all right, eh? It was good. And I was like, yeah, Dad. Like, I had a banger. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, haven't you seen it? He goes, it's not on telly yet. He said, but everything on the radio, your name didn't get mentioned. And I said, oh, and, and we laugh about it now. Yeah. Dad still says, he goes, mate, I don't know what it was, but whoever called that game, it was like you weren't playing, Joe. Wow. And then he watched it on, he, I said, watch the TV. Yeah. And he watched the game on Channel 9 later, and he was like, it's two completely different games. Mm. So, you know, one of those, one of those things that, that, that's the game that sticks out to me the most. But as far as what do you take away from a rugby league career, I take a, a shitload of lessons. Yep. Not lessons about rugby league, but a shitload of lessons about life. Did we get to see anywhere near the best of you? I think you saw glimpses of me. Yeah. I think you saw glimpses of me. I think that's um, a pretty fair assessment, mate. Uh, and that's me just being honest. I, I don't, I'm a pretty humble dude as far as I don't, I don't talk about, yep. especially the footy days, because I guess it's that old uh, ingrained mentality as well. Like any time I mention footy and dad's like, ah, oh, them days are gone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and bring up that, them days are 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's fun sitting down with, it's fun sitting down with the boy, with, with my boys. Yeah. Uh, and my, and my, my daughter actually, um, she's, she's in Sydney and, and plays, plays footy for Redfern All Blacks. And my, you know, I've got I've got five kids that that all uh, range in ages, but my oldest boy doesn't play rugby league, plays AFL, uh, and my girl she plays she plays rugby league, yeah. and then my my two younger boys have, have just started playing rugby league as well. But uh, if Does it give you a great deal of enjoyment seeing the next generation out enjoying competing and living a good life, oh, it does, it does, like. My, my boy, right? My boy, my eldest fella. Um, and, and I don't want anywhere near the pressure that, on him that, that I got. Yep. So I, I don't I, – I wrap him up when he, when he goes well, but I, but I keep him honest and grounded as well. Nice. Um, the fact that uh, – and because of, like I said, for me, I believed in all the hype that it was going to come easy for me uh, because I was a fairly talented kid. Yeah. Um, but, but I didn't work hard. Yep. Um, so I, I think I've I've put in I've in, I've done my best to ingrain into him that it's all right to be talented, but you've got to be the hardest worker out there. Um, and he's the sort of kid that is, you know, got talent in 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 like in a lot of what he does, but he, like his attitude in what how he does it is is impressive as a kid, as a sixteen year old kid. Um, that's impressive, and and man, I. I'm glad that he's playing AFL, not league, if yeah, I'm honest, because yeah. my dad played in the Winfield Cup. I played in the NRL. Yeah. Imagine the, the pressure that's going to be on him. Um, Third generation, yeah. yeah. But as far as as far as uh, I've I've said it, and her mother's said it, uh, I think the third generation of playing rugby league will be my girl. Um, yeah, she's. You know, you look at kids and you think that you know they some kids are talented and yep. some kids have got it. Um, I think she's got it, but 
She just got to realise it. That's really cool. Any elite athlete will tell you it takes more than just being physically fit to be at your best. And our friends at Galaxy Finance can have you at the top of your financial game. From home loans to investments and self-managed super funds, they provide complete solutions. Call Galaxy Finance on 1300 917740 and mention you heard it on Andy Raymond Unfiltered to get an obligation-free chat to see how Galaxy Finance can assist you. Late 2008, you'd retire from rugby league and take up boxing. Was boxing a career option or was it perhaps an outlet, an outlet to exhaust yourself of anger, frustration, emotion, a cleansing perhaps? What it was, Andy, is that... that even when I was playing in the NRL, if there was, if there was the top of the table clash in the rugby league, or Oscar De La Hoya fighting someone on a Friday night, I watched the fights every single time. Is that right? Every single time. Wow! I grew up just absolutely loving boxing. My yep. dad, my dad was an amateur boxer yep. as well, but I, 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 I grew up, and it was probably dad's biggest regret that he didn't try and go further with it. Um, but I grew up just in awe of boxes, in, in awe of boxes, but in just the smell of a boxing gym and mm. the, the, the sound of a boxing gym. It's just, mate, it was, it was like, it was like nothing else. Mm. And, and, and I, I remember it again. Um, I was standing next to Johnny Lewis in a coffee shop in Erskineville. And I was just on lunch from from trainer. We were training at Urco when when I was playing at South. Yep. And and I run into Johnny and knowing knowing boxing and loving boxing and 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 loving boxing more than I love Lee. I said, um, "Oh, g'day, Johnny. My name's he goes Joey Williams. I know exactly who you are. How are you, son?" And I said, "I'm good." And he goes, "I, I want to tell you a story. I, I've known you for a lot longer than you've known me." I was like, "What do you mean?" And he said, um, a good old friend of mine told me about you when you were a kid. And I said, oh, who's that? And he goes, a bloke called Chickamore um, yeah. at Newtown. Yep. Newtown came down to Wagga to play a game with us, and I was, I was only a kid and ended up playing that night um, against the men. And, and Chickamore came into me and said, oh, what are you doing Monday? Talking about, you know, what do you do for work and that yeah. sort of stuff. And I said, oh, I've got to go to school. I start high school this week. And he was blown away because I was play- I was playing first grade against <coughs> against. You men. were starting yeah. high school. Wow. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I was starting high school that week. I was, I was 13. Um, and we played, yeah, against Newtown. Uh, and we Wagga Magpies. I was, yeah, I was wow. just 13. Um, it was, yeah, it was. And then he went back and told Johnny, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it was it was one of those things. It was it was a moment with boxing, and and I said to Johnny, and, and, and I said, and Johnny wrote the forward of my book. Yeah. Um. And I said, I said to Johnny, mate, do you mind if I come down and and, and do a bit of training? Because Jamin Lowe was actually doing a bit of training with the big with guy. Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I said, do you mind if I come down and and do some training? Like, I, I grew up in gyms because Dad was a fighter, and I just know that 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 there's an edge in boxing that that rugby league can't and isn't giving me at the moment and I went down there and, and, and the first guy I sparred like uh, he had me training there for a week and that sort of thing and he, he said oh you know you want to get in and have a spar I was like yeah all right you know I've, I've got a mouth guard in my bag and yep. I don't have a headgear or anything like that. he's like no no he's a headgear I'll get a bloke to look after you 
and I've got a bloke look after me. He's, he's a little, a, little, a lot smaller than me. I was, a, I was a footy player. Um, I was a footy player, so I had a bit of bulk on me. Yeah. But this bloke, uh, and you'll know what I'm talking about in a minute. But um, but he gets in there, and 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 I'm and I can't hold my hands up after after a minute. Yep. And he's winking at Johnny and laughing at Johnny. It was Gary Sinclair. Oh wow! So the first time I got into a boxing ring was to spar with Superman. With the Superman, and and I was you know swinging punches because I was so tired, and and yep. you can't hit him. They couldn't hit him nah. when he was when he was fighting, you know. Yeah. So, um, and I just fell in love with it. Yep. I felt, as tired as it made me, I thought, you know what, um, this is doing something for me. Yeah. Now what what boxing did, and and this is what I talk to people about, is that that I, I I've always had this negative dialogue in my head, right? Yep. But but boxing, once I got in that ring, and once I got in the gym, and I started working, and it was, come on, Joey, push harder and work harder. And then when I was in the ring with Gary, it was like I didn't want to be in there. Everything was telling me to get out of there, you know. So and and how I likened that was to my mental health battles outside the ring, mm. is that everything outside the ring was telling me to give up. Everything outside the gym was telling me to give up. Everything inside the ring was telling me to give up. But I had to find more. Mm. So every day that I was back training and, and just I was building, I was building a mental toughness, but a resilience, yes. also building my physical fitness yep. to help me with the footy. Some stories about sporting prowess, about achievements, trophies, accolades. Some stories though are far more important. Those ones are about life. It's hurdles and it's overcoming the toughest of opponent. You have overcome the toughest of opponent, that opponent being yourself. You've termed it the enemy within. Very appropriate, like many men in particular, but women too. You masked the pain and hid from the reality of a situation. When did you first realise that Joe Williams was Joe Williams' biggest Challenge. I think I always, I always knew Did that. You? I think I always knew that the biggest problem was me. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd pull up short. I wouldn't try my hardest because, okay. because the the everything was telling me not to. Everything inside my head was telling me not to. But but also, I was scared that if I tried my hardest and it wasn't good enough, then. You know, that yep. was a massive hurdle as well. Uh, I remember it, and and again, you know, talking to the boxing and. And Billy, I was, I had my first few fights with Johnny, and then I moved back to Wagga, and I was training in training in Wagga with Jeff Malcolm, um, and then I moved down to Sydney and was training with Billy Hussain, and then when I moved back to Wagga again, again, I guess fast forward in a few, a few years, but and 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 you'll know this night, but I I got a call off Billy Hussain to fight Brett Smith, Brett W Smith, um, and he said Billy said. It's a lightweight, and I was like, lightweight. Like, I make Junior Walter okay. I've never gone to lightweight. And he said, "Do you want the fight or you don't?" And and, and it was a WBF world title yep. fight. And Billy, Billy, and I said, Billy, do you think I can win? He said, "It's going to be a hard fight, but I think if you fight the right fight, you're a chance." And I said, "You know what? I've never turned away from from a tough, you know, a tough obstacle." And um. Oh, that was my – it was my comeback from when I had the suicide attempt. Yep. Pretty much. So I worked hard to get the weight off, all that sort of stuff. The – the we get to the – were you at the weigh-in that night? No, I no, wasn't. You were in the, we get to the weigh-in and um, I, got, I got scales 
because I, I knew that I was a bit over, but I got yes. scales that day. I said, I said to the promoter, can you, can I get some scales just to, to test myself on? So I, I had to lose about, I had to lose about uh, close to a kilo. Um, got it on the scales. I'd never gone down that, that light yeah. in my life, right? I'd, and then got it on the scales, everything was good. So, and you can imagine, I hadn't eaten for a week as it is. I hadn't had any water for a few days. Yeah. So I'm bone dry. And then I go to the weigh-in that night. It's obviously a different set of scales because it's all Queensland Commission, all that sort of yep. stuff. The scales at the weigh-in are about 700 grams heavier than the scales that I've been weighing in all, on all day. And, and Dad said, what are you going to do? And I said, I've got no choice. Like, I've I got to get it off. Yep. And, I, and I said to a guy, I said, is there a sauna nearby? Went to the sauna and I was running laps in the sauna. Uh, it, was, it was a fairly big sauna. I was running laps in the sauna, shadow boxing, running laps. Come back. Got on and and it sort of it was what's the what's the weight sixty one point one is it one sixty one point two three kilos yeah. Yeah. so it was going it was going sixty one point two four three four three four I was like fuck just hurry up and call it and um and 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 the bloke called it and then and then uh, Brett's trainer I think uh, Tyrone was it Tyrone Tonga Tyrone Tonga yeah. yeah that's right he said oh did he mate he goes yeah yeah you made it mate and I was mate I was Bone dry. Yep. hadn't eaten for a week. hadn't drinking. I hadn't hadn't drank anything for a while. Wow. And um, but you know, I couldn't. I couldn't. Re- I couldn't refuel properly that night. Yep. Because the battle was making the weight. Yeah. For me, and and although I trained hard for the fight and I was fit and all that sort of stuff, man, I got in there and I, I just wasn't me. It's just that you know when they talk about no energy. You yeah. Had you know, yeah. And and it is an excuse like. That's Brett did what he had to do to yep. get me out of there. Uh, I was a, it's, I just had nothing. Yeah. And um, someone come up to me and I, like I was sort of, you know, oh, you know, sorry Joe, because I got I got stopped that night and you know, oh sorry Joe that it didn't go your way and all that. And I was like, mate, you don't understand. I tried to end my life less than twelve months ago. Yeah. Losing a fight ain't that big a deal. Mm. When you're lucky to be alive. Speaking of the suicide attempt, that's how extreme your battle became to become a better man. We have to recognise the past and we have to recognise our mistakes. As we sit here in 2021, what do you recall of that horrific day? I just recall the horrific noise and, and voices screaming at me. Screaming at me, just telling me that 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 I don't deserve to be here, or well, that everything, everyone will be better off without you. Yeah, and you look at back in those days, and and I reflect on this a lot. Right in that moment, it's not that I wanted to die, Andy, mm. and I did everything I possibly could with the power of my two hands to not be sitting here in front of you today. That day. It's not that I wanted to die. It's like a contradiction. Yep. Right? It's not that I wanted to die. It's just I wanted to do everything I possibly could to not make the pain be there anymore. Mm. It's an emotional pain that, that it's, it's indescribable unless, unless people have been there. Um, and as I said, mate, I'm, you know, I don't know what kept me here. Whatever, whatever your faith is or anyone else's faith, Whatever it is that kept me here, because if I had it my way, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'm just thankful that that I woke up the next day. 
does it hurt to look back on that day or to remember a part of that journey? No, it, it doesn't hurt mm. to look back on that day because it hurt because of because of the mindset of who I'm have, have built now. Mm. It, when I look back on that day, I'm just so grateful. We hope you're enjoying Joe Williams, The Enemy Within. In part three, the story intensifies. We're unfiltered in every sense of the word. We'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance, Griffin Air Conditioning and yourjersey.com.au for their continued support and ask that you help those that help us. Make sure you come back soon, legends. Thank you.